Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Welding Business Owners Podcast, where our podcasts are late but our bids are on time. I'm Kevin with JMW Fabrication. Today we've got episode five with Bruce from Go Wild Fab. We cover a lot of really great things in this episode, including long-term personal goals, how to lead without being constantly encouraged, and encouraging our team members to succeed on their own. Before we get to the episode, a little bit of housekeeping. I see you guys out there liking and sharing and putting out great reviews. Really, really appreciate that, guys. If you could, keep it up. I see them, I appreciate it, and I thank you guys. All right, without further ado, here's the episode. Here's that, uh, here's that one cup I told you about. I love uh, it. And it's always kind of just been my, uh, my motto about a lot of stuff. And um, you realize that motto is true with anything, right? And um, it's like your parents, right? They love you. I know, I know your parents love you 100%, right? And they might pay your bill. Like, mom, dad, I need you to help me with my bills this month. They would say, absolutely, I love you. Of course, I help you with your bills. But if you do it to them the second month, then the third month, and the fourth month, they're going to go, bro, you got to stop. Like, we're not doing this no more. And that's when you realize at the end of the day, like people love you, but in reality, they're not going to take care of you, at least for an extended amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so if you exhaust all those efforts, you know, you're going to lose, you're going to figure out like people do care, but not so much that like they'll take care of you. Yeah. And the sooner you realize that, like no one's here to take care of you and what you want to do, then you'll realize like it, it, it's up to you to make it happen. Right. Like as much as they support you and your small business and all that other bullshit, they're not going to make your small business happen and you can't rely on them to do it. So I don't know, man, I learned that like not because of anything, not because of any significant events. I just kind of came to that on my own through other stuff. But like, yeah, it's just uh, uh, you learn that young and you learn that no one's coming to help you. Yeah, the better off you'll be (laughs) sad, but. It is what it is. Dude, business is hard, man. Like, so with that being said, I know you've been in the, in the, in the point where it's like, man, stuff is just always going wrong. It feels like everything's falling down around you. Is it easier just to go get a nine to five? Like, is it worth it? Have you had that? Well, first of all, I know you've had that. (laughs) How, how many times have you had that where you're like, I don't know if this is really worth it. Like, should I just hang it up and just go do something easy? You know? The nine to five conversation hasn't come up one time really? in four years. Not one time. Because I, I don't know what that nine to five would be. Okay. What does it look like? Am I a welder? Absolutely fucking not. Yeah. Not a chance. Um, am I a project manager? Maybe. Do I have yeah. enough experience to be a project manager? Maybe. Um, do I go apply for other businesses with you know, TCU as my backing. Like, where have you worked since, you know, finishing TCU? I'm like, nowhere. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. So like by nine to five for me, it's really not an option. Really? Have I thought about, it's not like, what do I, what do I do? Like, I don't yeah. know. Like all I've done is welding and fabrication for the last four years. Um, project manager is kind of the only thing I can think of. You know what I mean? But uh, no, it has not even crossed my mind. What has crossed my mind is like, 
how do I get more into rental properties? Mm. So like I said, I have five now. And like we, me and my wife did the cost analyst. If we sold everything right now, I'd be a millionaire. It's kind of cool. I'd have $1.1 million in the bank. If I sold everything, 1.1 million in the bank, I feel fucking great about it, right? So what does that look like? That's always been a thought in the back of my head of like, so I'm actually going to finish up my real estate license in the next like two weeks. Nice. And then I'll, I'll be a Texas real estate agent. Um, do I want to go be a real estate agent? Absolutely not. You just want the MLS to get the good deals. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Right. I just want to be able to get those deals before anybody else does. And, um, Oh, an another thing of advice. Everyone wants to hide their money, right? Don't say you haven't tried to hide your money. Don't try to say you don't, don't you tell me you, tried, you haven't tried to hide your money. Everyone wants to do it. And that's great. And I agree with it. The problem with hiding your money is like getting loans. Yeah. So this year we did our best to write everything off. And we, I still made 258,000. I had to pay 55,000 in taxes this year, which is sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Dude. It's bad, right? It's bad. But on the other hand, fly out, man. It hurts my feelings. But on the other hand, I can kind of go buy whatever I want. Yeah. So now I can go buy the big shop. I can buy the land. I can do anything I want to do. And that's one good thing about reporting everything. Even though I don't know where that money went, I have no fucking clue where it's at. <laughs> it says I made it. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, that'll be one good thing is like being able to uh, take that ability to get loans and use it for building something better for my future. Mm -hmm. And I think personally, I'm not going to go buy some fucking badass like, uh, you know what the Python is? The Lincoln Python? I don't know. It's just oh, it's so badass. So it's this 40 foot machine, right? 50 foot machine, 25 foot on each side. And it has a, a giant three uh six axis fucking rotary head and it grabs your i-beam on one end and it sends it into the middle and this thing cuts that in perfect four holes notch back fucking perfect and then it grabs it and it sends it out and then it cuts it at 40 foot two and three eighths inches long and then cuts this other side pops over your holes I it processes i-beam like you've never seen anything process I I've seen those at Fabtech, yeah. You have. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're $600,000. I'm not going to go buy one. I'm going to spend $600,000 developing land mm -hmm. and creating something that's going to last me longer than that Python. That Python may make me more money in 10 years, but that land's going to make me more money in 30 years. Interesting. That, that's where I see us going as a company. I really do want my, I think every, I think everyone who wants to be a welder wants to have their own welding company. And uh, I, I'm okay I, with that. I feel, I feel like that too. Everybody thinks it goes back to that welder mentality of thinking that you can do it better than everybody else. 100%. It, 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 it's, it's that, it's that welder ego it and um, we've got it. It's there. You can't deny it. Um, and I feel like, I feel like everybody has at least, thought about it and taken on some side work to do it and then but it's mm -hmm. you know there's so much more to it than not than yeah. just welding you know 
but yeah. that's a whole nother rapid trail. No, you're absolutely right. Like, and uh, I love my guys. I just don't know if they can outwork me. And that's the biggest thing is like, do they want to outwork me? Cause it takes a special person to outwork someone. Yeah. Especially, especially uh, business owners. It takes a special person to outwork someone else. That's a small business owner because those guys, those small business owners, man, we're a different breed. And um, anybody listening who's not a small business owner and you think you want to be a small business owner, you have to understand you have to be a different breed. Mm-hmm. And all the excuses you make up, they're no good. None of them are good. You think they're good. You think it's a good excuse, but it's not. <laughs> like someone dying, someone hurting, not enough money. It's not a good excuse. It's not, there is no good excuse not to succeed. It's all on you. You got to make it happen. Like no matter what, you just got to do it. Yeah. Right. Like it's brutal and it's harsh and it is what it is. Like you just got to do it. Like no one cares. Yeah. You know, but that's actually what I like about it. The best country in the world for to develop and start your own business. You know, people are flocking all around the world to come to the United States to to have the freedom I to, love it. Uh, I love to, it. to be a capitalist and start your own business and I live live it. that dream. If you're here and you've never been anywhere else, that you have no idea the privilege that we have here in America. So your excuses of why you can't do it and why you're not gonna do it. And dude, it like go somewhere else. Like just go like go somewhere else where 100%. it's like terrible. Like people don't even, I, I've been fortunate enough to go to Africa and yeah. I, I've traveled around the world. You know, like we, if you don't have you, if you haven't experienced anything else and you don't know how good, like you just don't know how good we have right here. So your, your, your excuses suck. So we were, um, uh, so we're in the middle of, uh, I, I went to uh, TBS, which is uh, the basic school for Marine officers, right? So if you want to be a Marine Corps officer, every Marine Corps officer goes through TBS. And um, it was so cool because you see what all the officers see in the Marine Corps. And I was a warrant officer at the time, so I'm going to be a warrant officer. I am a warrant officer now, but I went through the school. And um, it was so cool because we're going through it. And like some of the things you learn is like, uh, as a leader, it's not about you. It's not, nothing's about you anymore, but it's all up to you. <laughs> it's all up to you to make sure everyone's yeah. taken care of as a leader. And I loved, I loved hearing that. The other thing I loved was we're on a hike and, um, you know, we're doing our 60, 70 pounds in our pack and we're fucking walking and we're just, it's a good pace. It's not crazy, but it's, it's not a normal pace. It's, it's a pace. And uh, one of the guys started falling out. And uh, when you're enlisted, going through boot camp, all the Marines, you know, they go, uh, come on, you can do it. And they yell at them, they scream at them, and they're encouraging them and stuff like that, you know, as enlisted, you know, because there's a bunch of enlisted um but there's only a couple officers right so all the enlisted are trying to encourage them like come on come on you can do it you can do it but on the officer side when one guy said like come on you can he goes hey shut the fuck up if he's gonna fail it's because his own fucking fault and we don't want people who want to fail we want people who want to be fucking leaders here and i got 
I looked at him like, you're speaking my language. <laughs> it's the same thing, dude. Like, as a leader, like, you do need encouragement. I'm not arguing that at all. Like, encouragement's amazing. I love encouragement. But in reality, if you can't do it without the encouragement, if you can't do it without somebody grabbing your hand and telling you, it's going to be okay, buddy. Yeah. You don't deserve to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you think you need it, then you don't deserve to be here. Like, you don't deserve to kind of go after our goals that we're going after. You have to be self-sufficient. You have to be able to create that encouragement for yourself. You know what I mean? And so I, I just, I love that part of the, the hype. The guy's just falling out and he's like, fuck them. Let them fall out. We don't want people who fall out. We want people who make it. And it wasn't crazy. It wasn't like a crazy hike. It was just a regular hike. And I'll never forget that because I kind of feel the same way. It's like, if, if you want to be a, if you want to be the, you know, the leader of the pack or the, 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 the pride, whatever it is, you got to be able to act like it. And you got to be able to take those responsibilities to make sure you are that guy. Yeah. And if you can't handle it, then like, you're just going to fall back, homie. And you have no one to blame but yourself because you didn't dig down. The the hike wasn't undoable. You just decided not to do it. You gave up a little bit. And it happens. doesn't mean you can't bounce back. It just means you're going to fall back. That's so good and so true, man. Like, I love that. I really do. Like, it's all up to you. You know, when, when I tell the guys in the shop, I'm like, look, JMW is not Kevin Johnson we like i work for jmw we like i do what's bet like what is best for the for the company i work for the company but it all does come down to me in the end of it it does it does man and yeah if you're not a self-starter if you have to have your handheld through everything if you don't look one step ahead of to of what needs to be done you know th- there are tons of people who will do things if you ask them and they'll do really well at it and they'll do a good job and this and that. But if you don't tell them to, if you don't tell them to do something, they just won't do it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way they were raised up. Maybe they just don't want that responsibility. But if you don't have that drive to look one step ahead and to not need to be managed you either need to work on that and figure that out before you start a business or yeah. you're just not cut out for it. You 100%. Know? It takes a certain type of person to do that, man. Yeah. Those guys usually start their own thing. Yeah. Right. So how do we yeah. make those guys not want to start their own thing? And we're That's us. the goal, <laughs> right? That's the goal. It's like, Hey man, how do I make it so comfortable where you feel like you have a good place to grow and a good place to stay and a good place to make money, mm-hmm. which my thing has been bonuses. I want to bonus people. Do you just I give them cash? That. Yeah, I just give them cash. We well, actually started I'm gonna write that a- bitch. I'm going to write that bitch off. Oh, yeah. So it's not like cash, cash, but it, it is. I, I bonus them on that job. And we've done that multiple times. And like they've asked for other bonuses. And like, look, guys, I'm going to open up the books to y'all. This is what the job bid for. Mm-hmm. This is how long it took us to do it. There's no fucking bonus, homie. Yeah. Sorry. Like, I love y'all, but there ain't no bonus on this one. Yep. W- what we did was, um, well, what I, uh, two jobs, um, the guys needed tools like that tool list mm-hmm. that we have. Yeah. They weren't, they didn't have it. They were working towards it. Dude. I went out, I spent two grand a piece, like on, on, on my two guys who were there. I, we I need spent, to swap tool list. That, 
Let's do it, man. As soon as we're I'll- done with here, I, I got a fucking tool list on my email. We're going to swap tool lists because I'm curious what you guys want to provide as opposed to, and like, what are we missing? But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, no, it's, it's it all loud. good, man. But like, I, I love giving cash bonuses and stuff like that. But like, it's, you know, I feel like the tool list is the one thing that everybody slacks on. Uh, they're like, yeah, I'll get it. You know, I picked this up at a yard sale and this and that. Like, no, I want you. You got to fucking so, have it. Yeah. First of all, you were hired on to become a better fabricator. Like yes. you didn't get here. Like I didn't hire you on just to have a job and just for you to be an employee. I hired you because you are here on your fabrication journey and you want to be here and I can help you get there. Yeah. And part of that is having tools. So what do you I would you rather speed square. Well, you don't have a fucking speed square. It's like, bro. Yeah, bro. Tip cleaners, like anything, Dude. but it's like, you can't be here without the tools. So I, I see it almost more that I'm, I care more about you because I'm setting you up yes. for, you know, like, dude, the yes. first guy I bought tools for, he cried. It was, it was like 500 bucks worth of tools. And, and I was like, Hey man, I know like, you just don't have the tools. Like here are the tools. We, we killed it on this job. Dude, he, like he teared up because like I cared enough about him to go out and instead of just giving him cash, which. You know, I don't know if he would spend his wife would spend it like whatever. He didn't have any stupid habits. It meant more for me to go give that thoughtful gift. Here's a wrench set. Here's a metric and standard wrench set. Here's like everything you need. Here's some nice hammers, a whole complete screwdriver set. Not something that you just piece together. You found in the junkyard. Like this is like, I care about you, man. I couldn't agree more, dude. I think, uh, I think that those guys, like my biggest thing is like, I know you think I'm trying to punish you by making you have this stuff, but you will be so much more happy. Like your, your level of happiness will go up when you show up to a job site and all the stuff you need is in one fucking bag Mm -hmm. and you can make anything happen with that one bag. Mm -hmm. I'm going to provide the welder, the rods, everything but those hand tools will be your hand tools and they're going to be good and they're going to be taken care of and you will know them and you will love them like anything from an angle finder to a speed square to a small torpedo level to a two foot level like you need to have those Mm -hmm. and they need to be yours not on the truck that's right they need to be yours and i told him he goes one of my guys like i left my tools on the on the on the truck i go why why would you leave them on the truck? They're fucking yours. Like take them home or yeah. put them in the shop, lock them up in your locker. Like, what are you doing? Leaving them on the truck. They use them. I'm like, well, of course they're going to fucking use them. They have, they don't fucking know what they're like, Of course they're going to use them. I don't want them to like, I, I don't want that for you, but like, of course they're going to use them. Yeah. It's like you like, it's like leaving your work boots there. <laughs> you know Seriously. What I mean? Like they should go with you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree with you, man. So, so me, dude, I think me and you are doing the exact same thing. Uh, uh, bonuses when we can. Uh, you're required to have your own tools, but you get paid for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, vacation. I give them the vacation at the end of the year, and I so I give them. I give everyone that's been with me, but you also have to be with me for a whole year. Which this year, everyone that's been with me except one person has been with me for a year to four years. I only have one guy that's been with me under a year. Nice. Right? Good dudes. 
But uh, I, no, actually, actually, one of the guys left me. So I taught him how to build handrails. And if he's listening, you know who I'm talking about, you motherfucker. You just <laughs> left me, you piece of shit. I love you, but you left me. He left me for another job, right? And um, sometimes I think people get, and if you're a young guy getting into welding, if someone's paying you, let's just say $18, $19 an hour, and you think making $22 an hour to be the best guy there at that shop is good business, you're an idiot. Mm. If you're making $18, $19 an hour somewhere and they're teaching you all the stuff you know, and you think making $21, $22 is going to be great, it might be great if you're the dumbest person in that new shop. If you're the smartest person in that new shop, you just topped out, bro. You just topped it. You just topped out. Mm -hmm. You're done. You're done. You'll never, you'll, you'll be, you're done. Sorry. You're done. So we had a guy leave. I'm not going to say his name. He'll know if he listens, but he left and he, uh, he went to go make, you know, three, $4 more. And he lied about it. What? It doesn't matter. I love him to death. He called us on the first day he was at that job site. He says, Hey man, what do we set the oxy settling to? <laughs> I'm glad he didn't call me because I would have told him to fuck off. <laughs> he called one of the other guys. And the you other can't guys even Google that, man. Come on. <laughs> Seriously. But uh, yeah, so like he left us and he, he was there for like a, like a couple months. And then he, he left them because they, they let him go. Well, they didn't let him go. They just couldn't pay him. Hmm. Like they bounced checks. Right. So he's like any other welder who just chases that dollar. That's the worst. You know what? If you're a welder, a fabricator, like here's my lesson to you. Don't chase the dollar. Chase the job. Chase, chase the people. Chase the experience. 100%. Chase, chase what's going to make you better. Because at the end of the day, making you better is chasing the dollar kind of. So when you make yourself better, that dollar is always going to go up. In any legitimate company, I'll tell you what, if you can't find a legitimate company to hire you for being as good as you are, come to me. Seriously, just come to me. Come, come yeah. to Go Wild Fabrication. I will pay you what you're worth. I'm not scared to pay you what you're worth. I'm, I'm not scared of anything. I, I will pay you the $30 an hour you want if you're that fucking good. Mm -hmm. I'm not scared of it. But at $30 an hour, I better be able to hand you a set of prints and you better not fucking call me unless someone's in your way. You know what I'm saying? Like someone has to be in your way to stop you from doing that job before you call me. Cause at $30 an hour, like you're cruising, dude. Yep. You're, you're a nine to five, not nine to nine to six, nine to eight kind of guy who just shows up. This is my job. This is what I'm doing. This is the, these are the beams I'm putting in. This is the height I'm putting them in. This is what I'm cutting it at. Like I'm golden. You don't need me at all. Right. And at $30 an hour, you're getting a fucking damn good bonus. You're getting vacation. You're getting, uh, you're, you're getting your weekends off and you're also getting fucking overtime and you're getting your paid holidays off. Like you're fucking golden dude. Like, but you gotta be ready for that. Mm -hmm. You gotta know what you're doing and you can be 25. I don't care. You just got to be that good. I think me and you both would agree that like, if a guy doesn't matter if he's 25, 24, 23, 26, 27, if he's running a job for you and he's making you a lot of money because he's so good, $30 an hour is not a huge thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's not a, 
I feel you on that one. Uh, when I so when I was uh, twenty three or twenty four, I moved down to the Virgin Islands, and uh, I got hired on as with the welding company as a mechanic. So he saw that I could do that. He moved me up to a welder. From mechanic to welder, it went. It was like three weeks, maybe. And then from the welder position in about two months, he put, he, he made me a foreman because I could look ahead of, uh, you know, two steps ahead. And I kind of had an idea of what was going on. I was 24 yeah. years old, dude. Like I was reprimanding guys who were like 56 years old, Damn. like over twice my age. They're like, who's this, this, you know, it was down the Island. So like I'm the salt and the pepper shaker. They're like, who's this little white boy coming in here, like telling me how to do my job? I'm yeah. like, look, man, I don't know. Like, all I know is you cut that beam wrong and um, you can't do that again. So go get another beam and just just make it happen. You know what I mean? So everybody in the shop oh, now, yeah. I tell them, I'm like, hey, I want to pay you more money. So one thing we do is we yes, do. Um, I want to pay you more money. I do. Yeah. I do. I want to pay people more money. Every six months, we sit down with them and do an evaluation. Um, I say six months. It usually turns out to be like eight or nine because we just get busy and just don't do of it. Course, of um, course. So like it's not. Uh, so we sit down. We say, what are your goals this year professionally? And what are your goals this year personally? Like, I, 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 I love my. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Give me one second. Sorry. 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 <laughs> I brought my um, I brought my book with me, dude. Like my little notebook, and yeah. it's just been over there, and I forgot. I was like, I, I really want to take notes, and I have ideas that I want to take notes of. And the one thing that I do in the Marine Corps is is do the uh, evaluations of Marines. Mm -hmm. And for some stupid reason, I'm not doing evaluations to my guys every X amount of months. Mm -hmm. And so that you said that, I've thought about it. And I go, I'm not doing that. And so you're right. So I'm about to. Dude, about to take notes of that. It helps. So like what we do is we like to do it every six months um, just to hold us and them accountable. So 100%. we'll sit down and say, hey, what are some of the things that you want to do personally? Like like my one guy who used to work with us, he's like, I want to this year, I want to pay my car off and I want to move out of my parents' house and get like, a, like an apartment. Boom. Nice. We held him accountable to that. He helped like he's like, oh, you know. Like he was like, he got, he was getting sidetracked. He's like, I'm going to buy a motorcycle. I'm like, yo, are you moved out yet? Is your car paid off yet? And knowing that as an employer helps us keep them in, in check to help them like, reach, reach their goals. But it's also Phenomenal. professionally too, because so we'll sit down and, and we'll give them stretches. So right now, a year ago, we bought our plasma table and I said, you know, like I want everybody to learn how to use fusion 360 so that we can, yeah. just, I can, I can have anybody run the table. Um, so I made that a goal that I want them to accomplish as an employer, but we also asked them like, what do you want to do? Uh, and, and my one guy's like, Oh, well I want to get my D 1.1 certification. All right, cool. Look, here's the material here. You practice on your own time. You go back. Pay for the test. When you pay for the test, I'll reimburse you for it. I do the same thing. I do yeah. the same thing. Yes. So, yes. so, so it's like I'll I help you out every way I can, and I keep you accountable to your goals because we sit down and we do those 
those evaluations. So it's, you know, like, and we put things in there. We're like, Hey, what can we do better as an employer? Um, and like, yes. be, and like, like, not like, Oh, pay me more money. Like I want specific stuff. They all want that. They all want more money. Of course. And I give them a track. So uh, back it up a little bit. Those stretch goals come with a dollar amount raise. When you get your D 1.1, I'll pay an extra buck or two an hour. You learn how to at least draw 2d on fusion 360. Cool. There's a buck. Well, you can run it on the table and you can diagnose the machine when it goes wrong. Well, there's another buck. So like if there's, so there is no shortage of you being able to grow because first of all, I'm asking you how you want to grow and I'm giving you a, a track on how to do it. So if you don't grow in the company, it's because of you, not because of a lack of us. And I tell them, I'm like, I want to pay you as much money as I can, but I need to be able to charge more for you or be, you need to be more efficient with your hours in order to make JMW more money so that JMW can then pay you more money. You know what I mean? So I explain that to them and it's great. And some people take me up in the offer. Some people don't, some people are just cool with getting by and, you know, to eat, to each his own, but that's what we do is, you know, the evaluations we ask, uh, you know, stuff like, what are some stupid frivolous things that you want? And it's like, guys want Gatorade and energy drinks, you know, like Jamie likes Cokes. Dude, we buy 12 packs of Coke and we just keep them stocked. We buy, we, we, we got Gatorade and we just keep it stocked all the time. I don't say anything about how much you drink. Just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a stupid little things, you yeah. know, like, like um, at, we had a problem with, with, with gloves where, you know, they would go months with gloves and start taping them up. Well, we started implementing that every two weeks we everybody gets a new set of gloves everybody gets a new set of safety glasses um because i don't like you know i don't want you going out there and you know burn your hands up because you got your gloves taped together they get yeah. new markers they get new sharpies um man anything like just about anything you ask for i'll give you within reason you know what i mean within reason 100%. within reason yeah. like you're, you're like hey i want a tablet because you know so uh, for example, when we when we make these spiral stairs, we don't have full size prints, and we don't have a full size printer, and I don't really have any interest in buying one. So we, uh, our guys, like it's really hard to read. All right, cool. We we give you a tablet so that you can we email you the PDF, and then you can turn around and you can zoom in as much as you want. Because one mistake, because you miss because this has happened. <laughs> One mistake costs us hours and hours and hours and hours because you misread it where yeah. I would have much rather just spent the 200 bucks on a tablet so that you could zoom in on the PDF and yeah. never have that, that problem again. You 100%. Know? Of course, you know, no, I don't blame you, dude. Like how can we make it easier for them to be successful? Mm -hmm. That is the ultimate goal. Like what do we, what do we need to do? And I'm with you. Uh, I really am. So I think me and you're on the same page. I'm trying to create programs. I'm trying to create uh, TTPs that make it. How can I really blame you for the mistakes you make? How can you not blame the company for the mistakes you make? Because as a leader, you always have to look back and say, you almost have to look, you, you do. What did I do wrong? Look back and say, 
how how did I drop the ball on exactly on right. this problem? You know, did I not train them enough? Are they in over their head? Did I give yeah. them the material they need? Did I yeah. give them the adequate? Like, do they understand the job? So you always, you always have to look at yourself first and it's see. It's all about me. Yeah, but it's all up to me. Yep. Amen, man. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. Check back in two weeks for the final episode number six with Bruce from Go Bottle Fab. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to us so our new episodes come up in your podcast feed. And check us out on Instagram at Welding Business Owners Podcast. I appreciate all the messages that you guys are sending. It's really great that this is helping you guys out. And I really appreciate the encouragement. Until next time, guys.